Welcome everyone to Haters Drinking Hated, episode 15. As promised, we are back after the trade deadline. With me as always is the man who did not get traded. He has kept his roster spot, Siddhant Mehta. What's up, Sid? Yeah, man. Unlike Carbon Gale, that I'm sh- I'm just happy we got our Carbon Gale to take in before we, we they sent him. <laughs> we, we fucking nailed it. We were not only uh, topical and relevant for <laughs> once, we were also insightful. Because we referenced him by name and said he's on the roster for the Los Angeles Clippers and that could change. So we were there first. Don't believe anybody else. We were on Carbon Gale Watch from day one. Yeah. In fact, yeah. we were Carbon Gale Watch. <laughs> we were, I think we were probably one of five people on Carbon Gale Watch until he got <laughs> traded. And he was like, wait, why do you say that name again? It's like, I'm we, sure we, we already wrong, know. But it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> I literally said, I don't know how to pronounce this, but here we go. <laughs> well, my was my exact quote before I said his name. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the trade deadline has elapsed. There's buyouts to talk about now again, as there will yeah. be, I think, for the rest of this week. Uh, but let's start with the trade that didn't happen. Right now. I'm going to run, uh, you said, and our listeners through the timeline because I was I was up. Uh, for you, it's very difficult because of the time difference. Uh, but I was up while this trade was going down or as it turned out, wasn't. Um, so basically, here's what happened with the Kyle Lowry trade, right? At about, at about three hours before the deadline, there were three teams in the running. The teams were the Miami Heat, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Los Angeles Lakers. The first to drop out of the three was the 76ers. Apparently, that trade basically came down to Philadelphia not being, not willing to give up any of their core young players. Um, and they were the first to drop off and they traded for George Hill, who was their second man instead. Uh, the second person, the second team to drop out was the Miami Heat. Apparently, that trade fell apart uh, over Tyler Hero. Fair enough. Um, that got done, uh, that, that trade got scuttled and Miami Heat went on to uh, getting Victor Oladipo from the Houston Rockets, uh, a trade that we will dive into later in the episode. And then finally, the last suitor left because, and we know this was a possibility because uh, the Raptors did trade away two players and open up two roster spots specifically to take on players uh, in the in the anticipation of a Kyle Lowry trade happening. So we know there were some suitors in until the last minute. Uh, the Lakers were last in that running. Apparently, that trade fell apart because of a player that I now call uh, Tinker Taylor Horton Tucker Spy. Uh, otherwise, you can also recover, refer to him as uh, Taylor Horton Tucker Here's a Who, uh, whichever rendition you prefer. But that player basically blew up the Lakers to Raptors trade. Sid. Let's forget. Let's forget the Heat. Let's forget the Sixers, right? Because I don't think uh, either. I think the Sixers could have really opened up their title chances. The Heat got Oladipo. Maybe that works out. But on the Lakers front, would you keep Tinker Taylor Horton Tucker Spy instead of Kyle Lowry? Uh, listen, man. I am not here to tell you that Taylor Talk Horton Tucker here's a who is a bad player. <laughs> He's a fantastic prospect. It, it, they vindicated their pick last year by getting him, putting him through his first season. LeBron has nothing but good things to say about this guy. And from what I've seen, I mean, the guy is a starter-level player when he reaches his peak. He might even break an all-star game. I don't know. He, the guy has potential. But, like, we're talking about Kyle Lowry, okay? The dude 
has single-handedly changed everyone's opinion of him in the last two years from being Demar Rosen's like stunt buddy buddy cop like failure partner and and them constantly failing out of the first round or second round of the Eastern Conference to Kyle Lowry leader of men uh first in line for clutch moments and all-round winner and the greatest uh, raptor of all time which is now you can't just say Kyle Lowry DM. you have to say Kyle Lowry greatest raptor of all time yeah yeah uh i just think that the lakers need to look at themselves in the mirror and be like yeah we did this we're fine we're fine with uh, not maximizing our potential we're fine with making sure that like lebron and anthony davis have to do everything again and uh, we're fine with that because we think shooter is the guy to provide the backup here in the case of rondo not being there so it is a big gamble i really 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 do not like the fact that they think shooter is a third guy i know the rest of the team is pretty talented they have great defense etc etc but man it's kai lowry yeah like just Seriously. come on that's What it's are one we of those things here? it's one i just didn't understand what was happening because you are you are uniquely placed right amongst the three teams uh, the two teams that were in I, the clippers were in it at a very early stage and obviously we discussed this last week that they do not have the assets right we made up a trade but really the centerpiece of that trade going from the clippers was evka zubac so that was not happening right yeah. but and the lakers and carbon gale uh but the lakers were uniquely placed in that their championship window is small right yes you have anthony davis but the lebron and ad combo and the maximization of it is a very small window the kyle lowry trade made perfect sense for them and it didn't matter what assets they have to give up because for the lakers it's only about the next 2 years pretty much that's still assuming that the last year of lebron's new contract just, just burn it all down off. constantly yeah. Who cares? forget it forget it taylen horton tucker is not jamarant Seriously, right? like, I mean, unless you have this insane quality, and you're like, shit, we just cannot give this guy up because he could be the he could be the next touchstone of the franchise. He could take Anthony Davis for the next five years. Unless that's your situation, fuck it, give them whoever the hell you want because you still yeah. have to get through these playoffs. This is not going to be an easy ride. Also, you're the Lakers, like. Just sign yeah, the next is, guy. Like yeah, that's what cares? you do anyway. You're like, the biggest like, free agent destination yeah. in the world across Always. sports. Yeah. Like nobody you trusts the, the Boston Yankees. Celtics. Yeah, there, there's no one trusts the Boston Celtics. Like no player wants to sign under Danny Ainge because he will ruin your career, <laughs> and it's been proved time and time again. Okay, uh, Pat Riley is your only competition, and frankly, they 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 don't have that many spots left on that team. They're pretty yeah. stacked at this point, right? So just go for it, man. Like no one is going to say anything. Like who do you have to give up for this? Really, Kyle Kuzma. uh what what like uh just g- send some names man i don't even know like who's so untouchable on this team give, G- give me some names give us what give 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 up whatever picks you have and throw in taylor horton tucker here's a who whatever who gives a shit yeah just give them whatever go. they want because yeah. at least you know that you were in the you were the last team in the running because philly and the heat both gave up um 
and the heat only i think gave up in the last hour before the deadline because that's yeah. they the uh, vote tweeted that they gave up and then like 10 minutes later the old depot trade was done right yeah. you were the last team in contention that's different that's different I, yeah. i'm okay with that like that, we that's okay that yeah yeah but if you're that last team in contention how far away are you, are you a pick away are you one more player away one young asset away who cares throw it all in you're the last team in no one's can once heat once the heat and the sixers went away there was no scope for a counter offer No, Just throw in and, whatever the hell you want. And what's beautiful about this is you can make an acceptable offer. You don't have to blow Masai Ujiri's head off. Honestly, the optics are really weird around the Raptors right now because they got rid of Norman Powell. Okay, who's really good, by the way. Yeah. I always liked him. And the show and the talk around town was like Kyle Lowry's leaving. Everyone made their peace with that. Okay. Like we're all pretty certain Masai Ujiri is going to go in a couple of years, if not next year itself. Okay, uh, you know, it, there's no shame in like taking a couple of uh, picks and a good young player and calling it a day if you're the Raptors, right? Like, I mean, sure, Pascal Siakam is going to fight everybody now, which is because that's his new which reputation. Great. Yeah, that's yeah. his new thing now. Like, uh, but like the rest of them are gone. There's Serge Ibaka's gone, Mark Gasol is gone, uh, Kawhi is gone, and who can say no? Kyle going too. Danny Green's gone. You know he's on the Lakers already. Yeah. So Kyle and Danny Green can hang out again. That'll be dope. You know, there's some chemistry already there. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. This seems this this is one of those where we're going to circle this this particular sequence of events, and we're going to say this is what the Lakers could have done differently. No, This absolutely. This is going to be at the top of my list. Absolutely, it's one of those things where maybe the Houston Rockets didn't want Ben Simmons. Uh, maybe that's if that's the case, then fine. But whatever else the Seventy Sixers could have done to get Harden, they should have done. So if it all comes down to just Houston saying no, then fine. But if this came down to one pick that Daryl Morey didn't want to give up, that is lunacy. And this this trades in that same bracket where whatever else Masai wanted, and I don't understand from a Raptors perspective either. Because are you just doing this for like what? another 2 months of Kyle Lowry for what he's going to he's going to leave for nothing i mean at best you're hoping for a sign and trade which which is which is likely considering that uh, now he's probably going to want max money under the free agency and no one has his bird rights so you're going to have to do a sign and trade almost certainly to make him work anywhere uh, you know unless he goes to the mavs or something but uh, and that hard is, caps you and you become and a complete you, yeah. tank team yeah uh, it's uh, it's Okay, it's one it's those, one of those, one of those yeah. rare trades that didn't happen that doesn't make sense for either side. Like it's just insane. No, oh, I mean not Tor- for the Raptors Toronto, or the Lakers. Toronto's just gonna chill. Like they are fine, you know. And honestly, they might need Lowry a lot for breaking up the now soon to be constantly watched battle between Pascal Siakam and Nick Nurse. The guy Lowry is going to be the guy in the middle there pushing them aside and fighting fires. I think that will really help them because uh this seems like a I I don't know why this is not bigger news. I feel like this is a actual yeah. fallout that they are not going to recover from. Like one of those two guys have to go and it's always the coach. So uh let's see. I think Kyle Lowry is the guy that can maybe turn this around a little bit for them, but uh that's why it'll be okay for Toronto. This is just a big miss by the lakers and i think i think we can just uh cut cut that off here now and just yeah, see yeah. see that see what happens in the future 
Now, from the trade that didn't happen, let's move on to the buyout. <laughs> the the hilarious buyout that has happened. <laughs> Lamarcus Aldridge has in has tentatively said that he's going to be joining the Brooklyn Nets. Um, otherwise, uh, let me say this in a way that we can't get sued for it. Uh, the wide opinion across the league is that Lamarcus Aldridge is going to join the Brooklyn Nets. That makes it now on the Brooklyn Nets five former All-Stars. Let's break them down. It is now, this is my favorite thing to do is look at this roster. Uh, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, uh, DeAndre Jordan, and LaMarcus Aldridge. Oh, Blake Griffin, six former All-Stars uh, on the same team. There. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. That was my mistake. That roster keeps keeps adding more All-Stars week on week, dude. Every episode we do, there's another All-Star on that squad. Um, six All-Stars uh, and uh, Gary Harris also, just kind of chilling on the side. Just hanging out. Um, what do you uh, what do you think about the squad now, man? What the shit? I mean, I think before this season, I said they they're gonna make it out of the East. <laughs> and I really like my chances. Yeah, now. let's let's call that I, the understatement take of the decade. Like, it's listen, just listen, that... Harden Harden hadn't moved yet, and we didn't know what Durant yeah. looked like. Okay, so no, I called enough. I I called a pretty spicy take, but like <laughs> I liked it. Uh, we saw Durant, no doubt, three games. He looked superb, but like we were like, oh, he'll get hurt and all, and which he has. To be fair, he has. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he hasn't played that much, but so what? It's KD. We all know what that means. Those two letters together in basketball are a clear indicator of what you're getting. Okay. And uh, whenever he plays on a team, that team could win a title. Now he adds all these other dudes around him. Like he's doing some high level LeBronery. Okay. And he's just, out LeBron, LeBron, by the way. I wish he could do that in the All Star game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, he's, he's done this. I uh, let's talk about how we really feel about this. I, I think you know, and I know. I hate what it. This I means. fucking hate this. This is horrible. I, I hate this not because of Brooklyn. Uh, I hate this because Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin refuse to do their jobs and play basketball for the teams that have stuck by them for whatever reason. Okay. And they decided that they're going to phone it in. I'm okay that they want to chase rings. Okay. I'm I'm absolutely fine with that. They're professionals. They got to where they got to. Everything is on the uh, is all uh, within the rules. And everyone could have done it. But these guys did it like this. And that's the problem. So now if you look at Brooklyn without context, you see this team, this incredible rich hotbed of like, fantastic talent okay superstar talent former all-stars good role players you have everything and when they win the title this year history is going to look back and say wow man what a team they had everybody you know but no one is going to talk about james harden down tools and acted incredibly unprofessionally okay he really 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 ruined his reputation for this okay not just as a basketball player, but li- literally as a person. Okay. Uh, Blake Griffin phoned it in, literally. Like, how do you dunk on your first day back 
and then this weekend he just went ham on the Brooklyn uh, sorry on the Detroit Pistons like yeah like as if as if they fucked him over fuck you yeah. what are you staring at the bench for dude you were the yeah. one barely putting in an effort they yeah. paid you max money for two straight years <laughs> Yeah. You're the, they're the aggrieved party, not you. You they, don't get to stare at the bench. They have to they stare at you. wanted you. Like, yeah. nobody in this league wanted you. Okay? Like, your own team that drafted you and loved you. And put your jersey you. in the... Put your jersey up in the rafters on signing day. Straight up lied to you. traded you. Yeah. This team took you in. SV, okay, sure, it was Stan Van Gundy. Primarily, right? Fine. Okay. But this team still paid your way for another year and a half. And then you stare down the fucking bench? Shut the fuck up! The entitlement on that, the entitlement on that move was just like, what are you making shit up in your own head right now? Like the, the last expansion happened. We love happen. Blake Griffin. Oh yeah, we loved this him. is sorry. This we is a Blake Griffin fan. It was him. a fan part. If you heard us last week when we got the buyout, we couldn't be happy. Oh fucking fantastic! We're gonna see Blake play somewhere good. Then of course he went to the Nets. It was like, ah, uh, I don't know. But this is a this is a Blake Griffin fan podcast. Talking about Blake like this, so you know, because that stare down really pissed me off. It I mean, really did. And now we have Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, I mean, we watched this dude for a few years now. He seems to put in a shift, but not do much else. Like, he's exactly the kind of guy that doesn't deserve to be an all star. You you know he's good, but he yeah. never takes anybody over the top. And everything else is everyone else's fault because nobody looks at him because nobody counts on him. And to be a good basketball player, nay, a great basketball player, technically, and to have people have no expectations of you, I mean, that's pretty sad. Let's be real here, okay? Like, the guy is a a 20-point-a-night scorer with a set of skills that are, okay, they're not big in the league anymore, but he can do them, okay? So it's, it's good to have... Somebody who goes against the tide and gets you buckets. But if that dude doesn't show up to work, to work, because he wants to go somewhere and win a, win a ring. And if he doesn't, like, throw a tantrum, he's not going to get to do that. I mean, all these guys, all of them were max contract players. Yeah. That's what hurts the most, you know. Their teams committed to them, okay. And look... Everybody knows that every fan is a player fan. Like, honestly, we, we might have teams that we love, but, man, we like it when players get to do what they want to because, like, NBA teams are heartless, okay? Just ask Isaiah Thomas, okay? Like, Don't bring IT right. into this. I didn't need that. I mean, it's a fact. Don't bring he, back those, those memories. I think people say that it's KD going to the Warriors that like triggered this or LeBron going to the Heat that triggered this but I think it's also IT getting screwed by Boston oh fuck that yes really put and, this together and Boston got their comeuppance immediately two seasons yeah. later when Anthony Davis's dad says fuck off I'm sending my son to the team that traded IT yeah and that was that yeah. was a quote that was a quote he threw out there and you know that was part of the decision making that is part of the decision making many superstar that you know like you just said Danny Ainge will fuck you over without thinking about it twice. Yeah. So why go there? Exactly. I mean, why do that? And, so, that's, and Danny Ainge is just is a symptom of a larger problem that people see in the NBA that if you don't run the team, if you're not going to be in absolute control of the fucking team, there's no point fucking going there. Because they could just yeah. trade you. Yeah. And, and okay, let's just summarize this. The Brooklyn Nets are clearly the uh, highest odds on 
the highest rated odds on championship winning team on paper second or tied with the Los Angeles Lakers cause they're defending champions and they have LeBron and if they win there are no asterisks there are no like oh you know they did this shady thing that shady thing no the Brooklyn Nets did everything right it's the cast of characters in the Brooklyn Nets that that came in the way they did all the way uh, down to this latest signing of LaMarcus Aldridge that will always leave us with the feeling of you guys just you guys just quit and you guys quit so that you could take this uh gravy dishonorable train. dishonorable this, shameful yeah. like just straight up gravy I, train i know i know this sounds bad and we are sounding like we're whining but just think about it it's... nobody no workplace on earth has this happen where somebody feigns like every kind of problem does not show up for work acts completely unprofessionally and yet wants to be called a professional athlete you know at the highest level that too and they yep. leave this way it's it sets the wrong example uh it makes us feel bad about this sport that we like and uh it's hard to trust these guys and take them yeah. at their word now i mean that that's what happened blake griffin i mean i completely agree that just because uh someone has a contract on you that you are expected to give 100% effort right i get that but this was not even blake griffin was not even 60% effort and if lamarcus aldridge comes back next week and is dropping three pointers and finishes 20 in 10 uh in his debut with brooklyn i would not be surprised because he might have been throwing in 35% effort yeah on on the spurs that that's that's wrong that's just that crosses a line from all right i'm not interested and i'm not going to be throwing my 100 like when blake griffin dove behind that ball we hadn't seen that in a year and a half i get that i get that your effort has increased to a level now because you're on a team where you really feel wanted and you feel like there's hope i get that but not even trying is a bridge too far not giving giving zero shits is too far when there's a contract on the table when someone's paying you when there's your own career at stake uh you I mean, want to for, put up numbers okay, listen, you know forget all that forget all of what you said and what i said we are watching your team every couple of days yeah, you yeah. are not showing up and that's a shitty product this Absolutely. brooklyn team could have been a fun team okay this sadiq bay is cool i like him okay the rookie uh, uh the french kid got injured unfortunate but it could have been fun you know like yeah lamarcus you got all these wonderful spursian players just like derek white and all DeJounte. these dudes just dejonte murray like just doing cool shit like basketball is not about rings guys like it's just not like i get it i understand that people want to do playoff basketball and just talk rings all the time but like we do want to watch this stuff every night right i mean is that is that just irrelevant now with the way these players are acting and yeah i think we can uh, Yeah, I, I don't want to make my mood worse now. I, I think yeah. I'm done with this. Yeah, let's just uh, let's take a moment to think about the uh, the Lakers after three peat, Malone and Payton. You know, it doesn't always go right, guys. It doesn't always go right. All right, on that one, let's now move on to a team that screwed up the trade deadline? Question mark. Um, I can't imagine coming from a more from a stronger bargaining position uh, at the start of this season than the Houston Rockets. um sid 
how do you think the Rockets have done? Now, let's let's chart it from the Harden trade into the Oladipo trade. They were the biggest sellers with the most talent, arguably, right? Because no other team was selling as high, even if they may have had better talent. So this team had talent, were sellers. Where do you think they've ended up after the trade deadline? And once the dust on the season has settled, where do you think they've ended up? Okay, so uh, the Houston Rockets got a number of first-round draft picks. I'm, I'm going to say there's four picks in there and there's three pick swaps in there as well. Okay. Great. you got some picks. Okay. I, I, no one is disputing this. We don't know the fate of these picks. We don't know the players that they will be. And this trade can only be done in hindsight. I understand that. Uh, when I, when we discussed this trade last time, uh, like the, at the time, let's put it that way. When we discussed this trade at the time, uh, you were apoplectic that Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers trade offer, for Ben Simmons rather, for James Harden and picks and whatever was not accepted. And I came from it from a very different point of view. Okay, I thought that uh, it would be difficult for the Rockets to really build around a young superstar like Ben Simmons who requires such a special kind like lineup of players that takes a long time to put together. And frankly, Ben Simmons has already done it once. He probably won't have the patience and he'll just just like start acting crazy and doing random stuff as we have discussed in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Like these guys. So for him to have a, a, a contract that goes into 2025 is all great. But like... If he's going to play at 70% for the next five years, and who knows, these guys are all capable of it now, clearly. Uh, I thought that that would be bad for Houston. So go to Ola Depot, who was a brief superstar, or brief all-star rather, in that one incredible year with the Pacers, uh, who got his injury problems, a bit of a gamble, but he has something to prove and he'll want to come back to that level. So if you can get him back, it could be a great play in the future, right? And yeah, your whole thing is we're the rehab team. We're taking all these injured, talented players. We're going to put them back together. They're styling themselves sort of like a AC Milan, but of the of the NBA. You know, right. I like it. It's original thought. The you know, it's a good idea. Problem is, and this is what you were asking, what happened? This happened. The main thing that I was predicating all of this on was that they had some kind of, they being Houston, had some kind of idea about what Victor Oladipo was thinking about his own future. Was I thought that they were going to be able to re-sign this guy for below max, for good money, but tradable contract, for with all kinds of provisions and such. And they would have had him long-term locked up for three or four years. He's not that old. He's 28. Yeah, he's... Okay? He's quite young. He's in his prime. Okay, we know the injuries are there. Yes, that's the risk. Okay, but that's also why we're getting all these pros that we talked about. I thought they knew this. I thought they had that. I thought Oladipo is going to stay. That this was not the case seems like an incredible blunder. I mean, how do you not know that? How do you not know that? Like, they... They had they moved Karis Levert and Jared Allen away to get Oladipo. Sounds it sounds insane now. All of it sounds like just batshit decision making. 
here's what I want to tell you. If we take the picks out of the picture, this is what the five teams have today. The Indiana Pacers have Karis Levert. The Cleveland Cavaliers have Jared Allen and Torian Prince. The Nets have James Harden. And the Miami Heat now have Victor Oladipo. The Houston Rockets are left with Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, Dante Exum, <laughs> and Rodion's Kuruks. And their picks. It's a picks murderer's row, not, Huh? It's a murderer's row. Especially that yeah. Kelly Olynyk. That, that, that was the linchpin of the trade anyways. What you're not seeing is that this was all an attempt to get Kelly Olynyk on the fucking squad. It's incredible. Like, <laughs> it, it's absolutely incredible. It could make a grown yes. man cry. This when, it, you, when you read it out like that. It is an absolute titanic level disaster. Like, you are now really hoping that Kyrie Irving just does some I don't know I'm not I'm not going to pick on him somebody in that team does something so dramatic that all these guys quit in the next two years the dramatic so that shoot picks, everyone shoot yeah, some, all their teammates something crazy like that <laughs> yeah. okay like that's the only way these picks are going to be good like the first good pick okay that we're talking about here i think we're talking 2025 or 2026 it's twenty. It's 2021. Yes, I know I can read the calendar. Kyrie Irving's going to play well for another three years. Easy. Let's just start there, okay? He's only 29, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, KD, I don't know. The guy could go on another three years too, for all I know. Harden is the most durable of the bunch. He will do another three years, for sure. Weight, no weight, athleticism, no athleticism. He's all skill anyway, Okay. Blake and Ramakis will be replaced by the next buyout windows, yeah. Blake and Ramakis. So, no one is worried about that. What I'm saying is, this team is locked in for four years. If you are the Rockets and you thought any of these picks were going to get good, you're done. You're an idiot. No, I mean, this is, what we said, this is exactly what we said about the Drew Holiday trade, right? That these picks are useless. Once Giannis signed the five years, those picks became useless because Giannis on his own can keep a team. It doesn't matter if he has nobody else. Like, it's more. It's you and me at point yeah. and shooting guard for Giannis. Doesn't matter. Yeah. We're still going to be top five in the East. Dude, I'm going to chuck. He'll get the offensive rebound and 100%. do something with it. Yeah, I'll, just I'll throw, stand I'll just... there in the corner. Let him send it to me. I'll throw it up. He'll hit rim, <laughs> yeah. probably. Let's and hope. He'll rebound I mean, and slam it in. Fuck it. Yeah, probably. And probably dap me up for it. I'll take it. I'm fine yeah. with it. And that's the thing with the Nets. Any one of those players, aside from Kyrie, maybe not top four, but Harden or Durant alone keep you in contention of the top four for the next conceivable future. Add any other guy from that trio and your championship contenders for the next three years. So any two of those three or any one of those three that signs a long-term deal, which is for sure happening, one of those three guys will say, fuck it, I'll just stay. That's it. Your picks are useless forever. Yeah, and now you can't even use your swaps because what are you going to swap with? You, you have the worst swaps. Yeah, yeah you, you have, have the worst. You have the you have the better pick at this time, being the lottery team in the West. I mean, this team just went Washington Wizards on themselves without. No, I mean, without this is insane because like, because and this is what we discussed as soon as the trade happened. Now, first our first discussion was, and yes, I was incredibly upset that they didn't take Ben Simmons. Because the other thing also was that you're getting a five-year contract on a dude who is still young 
has incredible gifts and a team will trade for. It's a five-year deal. That's a humongous asset that you're bringing back, even if you want to trade the dude. Also, admittedly, I did say that he's a tough player to build around. But if he gets out of jo- Joel Embiid's shadow, maybe he's not a tough player to build around. I don't know. Yeah. What What do I know? Like, I'm not a GM. I'm not Raphael Stone. I mean, who knows? Maybe he's LeBron without the jump shot. Like, forget it. You've got good two-way. Maybe you, you, he never develops a jump shot. He's still so a what? damn good playmaker. Yeah. He's still a damn... Now, this season, in hindsight, lock, now we know... Lock, lock for Defensive Player of the Year, apparently. Yeah, apparently he could win Defensive Player of the Year. And you let that dude go... Because you wanted to rebuild from scratch. I agree, John Wall. Great move. Great move getting John Wall on board if you want to be a rebuilding team. Fantastic. Did you really choose Ola Depot over Ben Simmons' contract? Don't even choose him over the player. Choose him over his contract. Yo, That's and insane. I have to tell you something. We have actually touched upon Ola Depot's mindset for this past year. We've yeah. talked about like him's jokingly telling other superstars, hey man, trade for me. Okay. When he was with the Pacers, let alone the Rockets. Okay. He has been pretty average with the Rockets, if we're being honest. Okay. He's scoring, but the efficiency is terrible. He hasn't showed up in a lot of games. I mean, the guy's just had a 20 game losing streak with this dude. Okay. Yeah. Uh, He has been wanting to go to Miami for years. I knew that. Fucking I knew that. Okay? Yeah. Like, what are we talking about here, Raphael Stone? What are we talking about here? You were Daryl Morey's guy. Like, how do you not know simple shit like this? You had one suit, one real suitor. Because no one else really wanted his fucking bird rides because everybody knew there was only two destinations he was going to end up. It was either going to be Miami, number one Miami, or he was going to end up on the fucking Knicks. And that's it. There, was, there were two no. teams in contention. You know what? Forget that. I thought the contract was on. So, okay, the contract is not on. Now you're surprised nobody wants to trade for him? I mean, how can you be surprised about this? It's insane. You didn't even... So, also, I just want to talk about one quick thing in in the timeline of things, right? Yeah. The Rockets did offer Oladipo a contract extension, right? But even Oladipo said it was a half-hearted contract extension, so it wasn't even the max. No, it was 21 million or something, right? Yeah, they didn't want to come close to the goddamn max to lock in this guy, at least tempt him with greed and then make that a tradable asset over the next two years or the next one year. Forget it. This is short-sighted management to the point where it's laughable. It is laughable. We laughed at it. Like, we actually laughed at it. This is like watching your kid brother fuck up 2K. Like, this is exactly on my GM mode. Like, this this is what it is. It's like like watching that happen waddling in front of him pointing at his face and laughing like this is like, <laughs> yeah. basically what happened like oh man oh man this is so bad and the rock and the heat are like what, wait a minute why are we going after kyle lowry again we yeah. could just show up to the rockets right now and be like yo you're yes, kelly, kelly Olenek. fucking Olenek. <laughs> and we'll give you a first round pick how about that like oh, oh yeah avery bradley yeah match salary i just on, i want to know i want to know if the Rockets even said the words Tyler Hero, because they'd be like, shit, he's a young superstar. We'll have to do so much work. We'll have to sign another guy. Fuck, fuck it, fuck it. Just give me some picks. <laughs> like, it's just, it's ridiculous. I want to know if they just mentioned Tyler Hero. That's all I want to know. Because I know Avery that's Bradley, where the Raptors trade fell apart. Rockets but did the Rockets even Avery try? Bradley, Kelly Olnick, Dante Exum, and Rodion Skurux for James <laughs> Harden. That is what I want to tell all of y'all. Okay? That is what happened here today. Before Seven we picks, go, 
Fuck your seven picks. Seriously, fuck them. Because they're useless. I, Burn them now. This team is done. Okay, let's just say it. They're in the Kate Cunningham Sweet States. They're done. Houston, sorry, you're done. Sad for you, but like, you let this happen. Before we go, I just want to talk about my favorite trade, which is the Aaron Gordon trade. Ooh, yes. I am uh, quite excited to see how he's going to do with the uh, with the Nuggets. By the way, Gary Harris didn't go to the Lakers. He went to the Magic. You you mentioned that he went to the Lakers or, or whatever reason that I didn't understand. I didn't. When did I say Gary Harris went to the Lakers? Yeah, oh, sorry. No, you said to the Nets. You said Gary Harris's name for some reason, which I didn't like quite understand. So I meant so. I meant the other Harris. Sorry, Joe Harris. Meant, yeah, Joe yeah. Harris. Yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry, my so, apologies. So so Gary Harris, uh, defensive specialist, a poor man's Andre Godala, effectively, kind of, a yeah. little yeah. bit. Uh, Gets sent to the Magic, who have apparently also given up. I don't know why. <laughs> I I mean, guys, no, I think... it was a bad year for with injuries. I get it. But did you need to do this? Like, the problem is not that you decided to tank now, which is late, first of all. The problem is you decided to let the Bulls go past you. And that I don't understand. Okay? So, they lost Vucevic, which was unbelievable to me and Chicago did super well super well to get him okay I think that's the second my second favorite trade but I love Aaron Gordon to the uh, to the Nuggets because I think Jokic and Murray Murray especially is gonna be able to uh, rest up and get hot when he needs to because we'll have periods in the middle where Aaron Gordon can come in and do a job yeah secondly he slots in beautifully, exactly between the two of them, who are two opposites uh, in terms of uh, playing styles. Okay, you have the fleet-footed, hot-shooting, inconsistent score by the hatful guard, and you have the genius center who can pass and turn over, turn stuff around from everywhere, clutch as hell, and probably the front runner for the MVP this season. Uh, but you don't have guys in the middle. Uh, who can also pick up the slack. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is too young right now, so he's getting there. And he can still play against, uh, play alongside uh, Gordon. Yeah, exactly. He's too, he's too small to, to to guard fours anyway. So he can just guard the threes now and leave the fours to Gordon, who can just defensively manage quite easily. Imagine Aaron Gordon cutting off ball, catching Jokic passes. Yeah, it's... Dude, I'm really excited. Be, Glorious! Oh, I'm I, uh, really excited about this. One. I am going to watch a lot of Denver Nuggets basketball. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie, I am feeling quite good about saying that they have a very good chance of getting out of the West, and I will stand by. You know what? I'm gonna jump on board that take with you because yeah. I I just don't know where Anthony Davis and now now with LeBron's injury and everything else, I just don't know where they are. And this Kyle Lowry, this lack of the Kyle Lowry trade. Has yeah. just really, I think it's it's one of those things where you, that that's the defining moment. Unfortunately, I hate when the trade deadline or something else is the defining moment, but I think it is. And the Nuggets getting Gordon, that just feels like the right move. It just feels like they it did exactly does. what they needed to. They got their guy. Uh, they got him. They didn't overpay. They didn't have to give up another linchpin. That trio of Michael Porter huh, Jr. By the way. It's that's insane, right? Because every time, yeah. like even with Oladipo. He sounds older, like he seems like he should be older. But even with Ann Gordon, that is fantastic business. That is great business. 
especially yeah. as a contender to bring in a guy like him superb i think that's that's one of those things that either holds them in very good stead in the conference finals or just gets them just through to the finals compared to where they were where we were like ah you know semi finals are they going to make it out you don't know clippers kind of have a shot against them this year but now for sure they're making the finals and then i, then I think so because uh down in uh, clipper town one <laughs> rajan rondo has appeared <laughs> to promote nothing but good vibes and great basketball I think actually there's a lot of upside to this but I Yeah it's called too playoff too rondo the upside yeah. is playoff rondo the man who just can't walk into a playoffs without walking away with a ring that's what you're I, talking about I think it'll be fun I'm not going to lie but uh that's the the team still has Paul George who now has my favorite reason to never play an NBA game on game day you know this one right No I don't hit me please Okay so one one of the games this had that took place in February Paul George was fit and able to play in the morning but he couldn't play because he drank too much coffee and was over caffeinated so they sat him He missed an NBA game because he was over caffeinated too much coffee They have to measure is, him one drinking second. coffee. This is this is a man who's how tall is Paul George? Six seven. Yeah, six seven. So he's conservatively like two hundred something pounds. Yeah. What do you drink? A fucking barrel? I don't know, man. It takes like, me five. I'm five ten, and we're like I, I, I under eighty kilos, and it takes me five cups to get jittery. How many did this dude drink? You know what? Ask him. Was he mainlining that shit? Yeah. It was straight yeah. into his veins. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> It's absolutely incredible what <laughs> this man is up to. I needed to talk about this because <laughs> I love this fact too much. This is my favorite thing that has happened this year in terms of weird things that star players do. Okay, and and by 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 the way, before we go, I want to talk about the greatest trade that ever happened to a player. in this trade deadline and that's Lou Williams going the other way to Orlando Florida back to Magic City the oh strip club God. that he left the bubble for last year to eat lemon pepper lou chicken wings <laughs> he's back baby do he's you, back do you know he uh, threatened retirement over that trade i mean this was hilarious sorry i said orlando i meant atlanta atlanta yeah. Yeah. Uh that he threatened uh, retirement over this trade. I didn't know Lou Williams loved the Clippers that much that he was just like fuck it. I'm either retiring a Clipper or I'm retiring. Like this is just insane. Did you Dude. think there was such a connection between the two parties? It's it's uh it's wonderful. It's absolutely the man, wonderful. The man literally if if you love your team that much, maybe you wouldn't break protocol in the middle of their playoff run to go to a fucking chicken wing place. I didn't know you loved the squad that wings, much. Right. A strip club that also did chicken wings. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Chicken and yeah. egg situation. So chicken and egg. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but <laughs> Sorry. I laughed too hard at the chicken and egg uh, pun. You can have. But, yeah, thank you. Uh but I didn't know this was such a strong connection. I thought he was just like he was in it for the kicks. <laughs> I didn't think he threatened retirement over this shit. Oh my god. All right. Oh, on that amazing Lou Williams bombshell, uh, we almost lost Lou Williams in this, this past week. <laughs> I just want you all to know that we almost fucking lost him, and he's still with us. Oh, so Thank God. 
Thank fucking oh, God. This spot. Oh, oh, also, also, Woj decapitated Shams. I'm just going to oh tell you. Oh my God. Our fellow, our fellow basketball podcaster, Adrian Wojnarowski, our comrade in arms. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there, there was no one else. There was no one else worth following. No, he Mark was. Stein, he was it. I think Mark Stein going to retire soon. He's not. He's done. He, he yeah, used to be. It's over. He's uh, he's in buyout season. <laughs> the New York the, Times. He's to buy out Mark Stein. I, I, I love Mark Stein, guys. I uh, I'm a big Mark Stein fan. Followed his career. Uh, good memories. <laughs> but uh, it's time to put the horse out to the pasture. Uh, Woj is still undisputed. Shams, man, some some really uh, rookie shit going on with Shams, man. Oh, so it's not a good trade deadline. Not a good trade deadline. All right. On that note, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Sid. Thank you. All right. We will see you next time when the dust from the buyout settles. We'll figure out where Andre Drummond is going. We'll hopefully find that out over, over the next week. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>